Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mile 99 interview. I am one of your hosts, Jessica Harris. The Mile 99 is a place to hang out with like-minded folks in our trail community, share our stories, successes, failures, and deepest trail secrets. This is also the place to get the latest in local race news and find out what's going on in our community. We record live, one take, no breaks, and unlike the trails, what is said here is on the record. I am joined by my co-hosts, Greg Larkin and Mike Turner. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing good. I was in Arizona this weekend. And it was 77 degrees at Black Canyon. Oh, it was so nice and warm. Pacing uh, uh, someone I met actually in, in the community news. I met Morgan Morris at Thursday Thursday, and we were chatting about the Bear 100, which I ran last year, and she's running this year. We we're talking about it, and she invited me to come pace her. And so I said, "Heck yeah!" So I went out there and uh, enjoyed pacing. We picked her up at mile 37.5 and ran to the end, and just. It was beautiful. The desert saw all people from all over. It's really well supported by our community. People from the Bay Area and Auburn. Uh, a lot of locals always go. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, had fun. Greg Larkin, how's it going over there? Doing good. Um, yeah, I had a really good, really good training weekend. Got a lot of uh, climbing in, which is my forte. Climbing legs are coming back. I'm really happy about that. Finished up a... Uh, max effort uh rowing competition on saturday before the run so that was fun slotting that in uh, so it was like a four-week virtual competition so i had a good day that day and uh yeah so i decided to jump in a formidable 50k um let's see how that goes uh feel like things are starting to click a little bit i don't know about the durability things might fall apart after 20 miles but i think i'll have a couple good climbs in the beginning anyway so we'll see how are you doing, Jessica? I am good. Um, I'm looking at a post-Valentine's Day explosion in my house. Um, <laughs> lots of candy. Actually, I want to plug uh, Trader Joe's, these smashing s'mores. They're little candy s'mores, and you put them in the microwave for like six seconds. They are terrible. But I'm running a race this weekend. I'm running Formidable as well. Um, so I feel like I can have extra calories. Um, my third born started T-ball. I am not a T-ball person, um, or parent, but I am the team parent and his, my co-parent is the team coach. So we had a first practice right before this. It's going to be so fun watching four five and six year olds running around, <laughs> throwing stuff around, just crazy, but it'll be fun. Besides personal stuff, um, for this Zoom and for our um, Facebook Live, it's all interactive. So if you have any questions, send them to me, post them in the chat. We will get them answered somewhere in the interview um, or personally or privately or even in the post show. Um, we are on Patreon. It is $1 and we have some um, get ready for Patreon only content. So for $1, besides helping us uh, keep the lights on, here um you'll be getting extra content um from all of us post-show pre-show on the trails you're gonna have some chances to ask us any questions 
Um, so still $1 a month. We are going to be upping the ante on that. Um, so get in while it's still just $1. Um, we do have our shirts. We'll make sure to post that in the um, chat as well. And um, we also have a giveaway. I think most of you guys are here for that. We have, we're raffling off um, a giveaway for way too cool, 50K. You gotta stay to the very end. And AR 25 or 50 for this, for 2022. And then way too cool uh, 2023. Um, in the chat, any chat, Zoom chat or Facebook chat, put a frog emoji if you would like to be entered to Way Too Cool 2023, or put a star if you would like to run 2022 AR 25 or 50. You get double entries for watching the episode today. Um, so that's all of our personal news. Greg, what's going on the, in the community? Well, as previously mentioned, yeah, formidable coming up this weekend, uh, multiple distances, I, I believe. So uh, yeah, whether you're going for the 50K or some uh, 35K, I believe, and a couple others, um, we'll definitely be looking for you out there. Uh, if you see any of us out there, uh, just say hi, um, pull us aside, you know, hopefully during the final sprint of the line, that's always the best time uh, to say hi. Um, and uh, we'll hope to see a lot of our uh, friends and supporters out there. Uh, we've got so many other races coming up. We've got um, uh, Lost Trail. We've got Salmon Falls on uh, the 26th, the following weekend. And Jessica will be at the Pedro Hill Aid Station for Salmon Falls. What is that, about four miles in, four and a half miles or so? Something um, I I should know this. It's the first day. <laughs> it's between Didn't four and to... six. Didn't yeah. mean to put you on the spot. Well, the, the, <laughs> I think the key feature is it's right before the West Ridge climb. So... After that, we've got uh, Marin Ultra Challenge coming. We've got Pioneer Spirit, of course, AR25, well, way to cool, as we've mentioned, AR25 and 50. Uh, so many great races coming up. Uh, we have, uh, and Canyons, uh, presented by UTMB on the 23rd of April. So uh, big news there. If you haven't heard, we're going to be managing the Mammoth Bar 8 station. Uh, we'd love to have some volunteers come out and help us out with that. It's an early shift. You're going to see all the runners because no one will have dropped out by that point. Uh, it's going to be a mad party uh, in that first state station. So definitely get yourself over there. We'd love to see you. Um, so I think we're going to be sending out um, sign-up sheet on that, if I uh, remember correctly. Going to be also tracking the Forlorn Hope right now, and they are the Donner Relief Expedition. Uh, people that we've interviewed in the past, our, our team, uh, they're up in the Sierras heading towards Donner Lake right now. And you can track them at forlornhope.org. They will be arriving at Donner Lake on Friday. Uh, so it's a great way to just kind of keep up with some history of the area. Uh, they've really put a lot of time and research into it and uh, they're doing a great job up there. And I know they're starting to hit the snow level. So I'm sure it's gonna be a pretty interesting next couple of days. So great uh, to see y'all and uh, over to you. Just one more, because our Facebook chat is exploding because people want in on Way Too Cool and AR50. You guys need to pick one, a frog or a star to get into the giveaway because uh, there's two different bags. So I need to know. So just pick one and you guys get double entry. And now we are going to get right into our episode. So we would like to warmly welcome back to our show, Julie Fingar. She's the owner of NorCal Ultras. 
and directs many of our iconic and legendary races in the area, including Way Too Cool 50K, American River 50K, and Rio de Lago 100. Julia is also owner and operator of uh, Ripwear. We last spoke to her in October, episode 50 for Rio de Lago 100 Mile, which was a huge success. Julia is an active member in our ultra community. Recently, she completed another Dreadmill 100. Yes, 100 miles on the trail. We will get into that, or on the treadmill, we'll get into that. She's joining us here tonight to discuss NorCal Ultra's next event, Way Too Cool 50, presented by Ultra. Get into that. Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Hanging in there. A lot yeah. of people are interested in your race tonight. Well, yeah. always. 700 people are running that event. Yeah, thanks for having me back, uh, you guys, and uh, totally appreciate all the support and Super excited that so many people um, are tuning in and um, want to be a part of the giveaway for uh, this year's AR 2550 and then next year's uh, 2023 Way Too Cool. So, um, yeah, we are excited to be back. As you know, we had um, the last Way Too Cool was 2020. So um, we've had a little bit of a break here and we're super, super excited to get rolling again. We're going to get into some of the fun things about the race, but what I've noticed is that Rio was a lot more fun. You had games and stuff, and and, uh, and this is a, just like a, this is just ramping up. So we're going to get into that in a bit. But there's a lot of fun things to be had coming up at, at your race, which is pretty exciting. It's not just a race; it's you know just a kind of fun things you can play along with and uh, surprises, and which is exciting. But what I want to I know this is the thirty second running of it and uh just for the record it's on march 5th 2022 at eight eight in the morning uh and you mentioned this one it was shut down last year but i want to you know i mean what is the origin of the race how did it start yeah i know it's 32 years ago but kind of get into that that detail yeah so the race started in um 1990 uh pat and sandy white were the uh, first race directors um and they wanted to just simply put on a race for their friends as part of the sierra express running club um there might be a few of you on this podcast tonight listening that uh know of that running club but um so 130 people started that first uh event um in 1990 and they put it on till 1996 and then in, and it was called the Pool Canyon Crawl. Okay, so that was the name of the race for the first um, six years. And then uh, 1997, um, Greg Soderlund uh, took over, took the reins as the race director. And uh, then the name went to Way Too Cool 50K um, at that point. But um, it's it's the same race, the, the name just um, changed and morphed into the Way Too Cool 50K um, versus Cool Canyon Crawl. I like I like that the cool canyon crawl. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, I love hearing all the old race, like all the old races <laughs> that no longer exist. All the names. There's so many fun ones in the past. So, and uh, as far as runners, you saw 130 people ran in the early days. It's always been one of the biggest races in Auburn as far as the number of people. Are you expecting uh, the numbers to get back up to the to the pre-pandemic number of runners? Yeah, we're right on the cusp of that 700 mark. And so, you know, that means we'll probably start uh, a little bit under that. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to a nice um, full rounded race. Yeah. And then uh, 
one start time, right? Eight o'clock. Correct. Yes. Okay. One one mass start. Uh, so going back into the history of some of the, you know, legendary people, I know a lot of our locals have run it, a lot of our original trail runners and operas have run it, but maybe kind of, you know, go through a few of the earlier veterans that you know of that have kind of run this course. Yeah, gosh, um, there's so many, and I'm gonna just preempt this with forgive me if I if I forget you, but I I did take copious notes on on this, and I know uh, Ken Krause is on here tonight, and he's run many many uh, way too cool 50ks, um, but uh, uh, Bill Finkbeiner will be uh, attempting and starting his 32nd um, on March 5th. So um, uh, Bill joins a long list of folks: uh, Gloria Takagishi. Dennis Scott, Dennis Siloff, uh, Kathy Young, uh, Janet Pucci, who have done a myriad of, of way too cool, cool Kenya crawls and way too cools over the years. Um, Bill Hambrick has, has completed 20 plus of these. Uh, Tim Tweetmeyer, um, gosh, there's there's a laundry list of folks who have many, many uh, combined uh, cool Kenya crawls and way too cool 50Ks. So super exciting to have the longevity and um, the notoriety of of the race from you know 1990 until through through now 2022. Wow, that's amazing. There's a, a lot of names and a lot of us, yeah, just so many people. Uh, it's been one of the great local races. And imagine 32 years. That's a long history. It's amazing. What uh, maybe I like to hear about the course. I like to think of the the way to cool course now is um, four four races in one. So you begin at the cool fire station and you head out uh, the hall road for a mile and a quarter, and then you head um, on the trail towards Knickerbocker, um, cross that creek, which should be nice and uh, nice and cold and refreshing this year, um, and then at about two and a quarter miles, you head on to what's called the secret trail. And there's a whole history behind the secret trail and the mining and whatnot. And if you want to sneak peek at that, join us next Tuesday for the final runner briefing and Bill Finkbriner is going to go, go over all that. Um, but the uh, first eight miles takes you through um, Olmstead, a lot of rolling, just nice, easy running. So it's just kind of getting in the groove of things. And then you loop back to the cool fire station uh, through the finish line, which is the mile eight um, aid station there. So it's going to be the uh, ultra fan zone there as you come through the mile eight shoot. And that's where spectators and friends and families can totally join and see their runner here at the at the start finish area at mile eight, um, all in one here. And then from mile eight, um, we're going to head on to um, uh, the Western States Trail and take that all the way to um, the lower quarry crossing um, of Highway 49. Uh, we'll cross the highway there and um, then they will be uh, greeted um, onto the quarry road and mile 99 will be supporting uh, that aid station there. So lots of fun and fanfare I'm sure is going to be found there. Um, so the, the quarry road, uh, most of you have, have run it that, that are probably listening to this, but, um, nice and smooth, a few little climbs, but nothing super technical. You can kind of get into a rhythm, meet some people, stay on your fuel and hydration. And then you're going to, uh, go up American, um, American 
American Canyon Trail um, as you make your way towards Auburn Lake Trails uh, via the Western States Trail. Um, that's going to take you to mile 21 at ALT. And from mile 21 to mile 26, this is kind of the critical junction of the race um, as you're making your way to the infamous Goat Hill, which is a nice, steep, uh, take your breath away climb um, up to the top. It, it's about a mile. It's a calf, quad, burner, buster, but uh, your glutes and legs will get into nicely toned uh, spring and summer shape by uh, climbing up Goat Hill. Um, on the way to Goat Hill this year, too, um, this is new. So we're going to, um, you'll, you'll, you'll see a bunch of ultra wind flags as you make your ascent to the top of that aid station. And there's going to be um, a, a contest of um, G-O-A-T, GOAT, um, who is your greatest of all time? So you'll put a note, you'll on a sticky note at the aid station, you'll dump it into the frog box there at that aid station. And then we're going to pick a winner and uh, the winner's gonna win a free pair of ultra shoes there. So that's gonna be super fun. Um, let me backtrack onto mile 21 at the ALT aid station. Uh, uh, Garmin, one of our new sponsors, uh, we are going to have a selfie contest there. So you'll see all the Garmin signage as you enter that aid station. It will tell you exactly what to do. You'll take a selfie photo. You'll tag Garmin, NorCal Ultras, and Fleet Feet. And the winner is going to win the brand new Garmin um, 945. It's super, super cool. It's loaded with every feature and facet you possibly can imagine. Um, so we'll pick that winner on Saturday night there. Um, so back to Goat Hill, mile 26, kind of the marathon mark. And then from Goat Hill, you really are just going downhill um, all the way to the finish line. So you're going to cross over Upper Highway 49 again at mile 29. You're going to have an aid station there full of cheering ladies um, with cowbells and choo-choos and uh, uh, tiaras there to cheer you on. And then from there, you've got just over a mile to the finish line, a little steep technical ascent as you um, leave that mile 29 aid station. But at that point, you're on a high, you're adrenaline, uh, find a friend and run into that finish line shoot um, at uh, the finish of your 50K. Wow, that's such a fun, fun route. I mean, many of us have, most of us have run out there, but yeah, that's, that's such a fun loop out there. And, and to go out there to have, Flags and ribbons is great because every time I go without ribbons, I'm I'm lost out there. It's uh it's tricky back there. Yeah, and, and the the first eight mile loop, um, I I will on the record say, you do not want me as your guide. I will get you lost. Um, we will run a million donuts out there. Uh, Christina Curley and Dennis Curley actually marked this section because technically they're the only people that really know it exactly. Um. I could probably figure it out pretty well, but uh, I, I don't want to trust myself. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I bought my first Garmin because I, I kept going out there and I kept getting lost. I finally needed a watch that had the, the night watches. You can you can upload your route. And so this is perfect. You can, you can win a Garmin at the race so you don't get lost next time you're out there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. That sounds like a fun time. So uh, back, back to some of the race 
you mentioned all the people that have run it, but do you have any like people that have, have won multiple times? Yeah. So, um, gosh, going back, we've got, um, we've got Ann Trayson, we've got Dave Scott, uh, uh, and actually, too, I want to point out um, Jim Howard, um, legend, ultra veteran. Um, he is running way to cool this year because he is uh, in prep for Western States uh, 100 in June. And um, uh, Wayne Miles is also running uh, this year, along with Bill Finkbrenner, as mentioned. And um, uh, the three of them, super shout out. They've been out there doing monstrous trail work uh, in prep for this race. And so they're kind of sacrificing their own training every weekend to uh, get the get the trail nice and pristine so that uh, everybody has a good experience out there. But uh, yeah, um, I, gosh, bringing it up to kind of, um, uh, you know, our, our tenure of the race, um, David Roche has won, Megan Roche, uh, last, or 2020, yeah. <laughs> challenging on the remembering all the years um 2020 uh race winner darren thomas is coming back this year we've got a pretty solid field of elite men and women um ready to compete this year but um uh tim tweetmeyer gosh there's there's so many um repeat offenders that have have won or podiums um rich hannah uh win former winner and masters winner um, he'll be out there timing the race. He won't be running the race this year, but um, yeah. So just just a lot of a lot of people have have come to um, way to cool and have really enjoyed their experience. I have a question. It's such a large amount of runners, and everyone knows it gets kind of conga line and congested. Is there a reason that you there's no waves like an elite wave or because I know that's sometimes a question. Yeah. That's a great question. And we did do waves for many, many years. Um, prior, I think 2020, we went back to a, a mass one start there. Um, but the challenge with doing the wave starts, yes, it was very helpful to um, give people space and, and time to spread out and people not tripping over one another and to enhance everyone's overall um, individual experience. Um, but everybody always wanted to start in wave one. So even assigning them wave two or wave three, everybody always gravitated toward wave one. And there was no way, you know, for our team to police that, to corral that, um, to get nitty gritty, like the Boston marathon does, like you can't move up in your corrals. Um, so, you know, we have, uh, my, uh, pace signs out there. Um, you know, six minute pace, seven minute pace. And we ask everybody to line up respective to what their, you know, average pace per mile will be to really, really help, um, you know, kind of organize the chaos, if you will. Um, but typically by the first, you know, mile and a quarter on the hall road, you know, we're able to get a, a pretty decent spread out of, you know, kind of the fast, the middle, the back, and, you know, it is crowded through that first eight mile loop. Um, and then, from there after it really will spread out very, very quickly. So that's kind of the, the, why, why we went back to a mass start versus uh, doing wave starts there. So. Yeah. I like that idea of having, you know, certain time 
slots. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, I hope there's a 15. That's probably be standing back in the 15 group, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, don't get in your, just be honest, you know, come on, you know, don't, don't get in a seven minute pace group. If you're like, if you're really like me. So. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. No, it's, it's for that, you know, the, your safety and the safety of the race and, and just, you want to have room to run yourself. So if everybody just does their due diligence and lines up according to where they believe they are, uh, it's going to work out and it's going to be a nice, you know, smooth going off the line. Yeah. You know, one thing uh, you mentioned all the names of people, and this is one of those great races that if you, it's going to be like, so many people that are just well known out there it's just that's gonna be so fun to get out there and we have a lot of races in in town these days but this is one of those ones that it's just all the old school people so if you're really interested in learning who all these people are that's the day to come out and volunteer and help out and and be be a spectator because that's gonna be just so many great names out there yeah we're excited and um you know all of these longtime veterans are just the coolest cats and and super humble and um they you know as much as the the elites are kind of intimidated so to speak um the veterans are intimidated because they don't really know any of these you know um new fresh runners anymore so it's a combination of you know old meeting new yeah that is great really a great community builder what is the uh, the fastest what's the course record all right. So Sherry did this for me today. So I would, uh, you, I would know this. So thanks Sherry. Um, so yes, 2015, both the men's and women's, uh, course records. Um, Patrick Smythe has the course record, uh, 304.48 and Megan Roche in 341.56. So I know, um, obviously the, the, on the male side, um, uh, they are planning to hopefully attack that time, but, um, you know, it, it does take a lot of luck and the perfect day and conditions in order to do that. So, uh, I think 2015 was one of our last years before we started to get, uh, nice rainy and muddy conditions, um, that always make it a little more challenging to run those fast times. Yeah. Cause I, I think, the since I've been in Auburn 16 and 17, there was some really wet years and I can imagine it's really sometimes it's really a bad day, uh, but that would be amazing to see to see if someone could get sub three hours on the on this. That would be super amazing. Yeah, I mean it. It would be just simply awesome um, to to watch somebody do that. So um, you know they'll be gunning hard no matter what. So uh, they'll give all their heart and soul to to try to do that. Yeah. Speaking of the weather, what what are some of the, the more memorable? events like the snowy year or rain or worse rain or hot heat or what stands out yeah so 1994 1995 um was a big big storm there um i'm not sure if ken might have been in that race that that particular year but um you know i can tell you from 2001 to 2007 um I was the captain at the Highway 49 aid station. The course was a little different configuration at that time, but um, I saw uh, cold conditions. I saw years that it was 75 degrees and, and people weren't ready for the heat, including us locals here. 
And um, so it, it's been a mixed bag of, of weather. And um, right now, cross your fingers and toes, the weather, the, the report looks really, really good. And we've asked the weather gods and goddesses to uh, grant us a year of uh, freedom from the wet, windy, <laughs> rainy, muddy conditions. Fun for runners, not fun for race organizers um, and what happens to all of your supplies and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it, it can change on the dime. I think that's the, the kind of interesting thing, too, about going into any year at Way to Cool is you just need to be prepared for any condition. And, um, you know, when it does get really hot, um, it will heat up very, very quickly and it feels you know, feels like a, a hot, hot summer day. So, uh, all kinds of weather throughout, um, many of the years that way to cool, um, which, which again, adds to the flavor and, um, richness of the history of the race. Yeah. And we all know Olmstead some years that is really bad. I mean, it can be, there's some of those muddy sections that are just long because you share it with horses. So there's a lot of trails. It's just some years when it's raining, it can be man, no escape from that mud out there. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, you know, again, we haven't had much rain uh, going into this, so I don't want to jinx it, but um, the trail is, is, is in pristine prime condition. Um, thanks to everybody that's been working on it. And of course our weather, but uh, again, you know, be, be prepared to uh, have a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's a couple of the traditions that everyone loves. One is the the cupcakes. What's the background there? I mean, that what is the story with those? Yeah, so um, yeah, 2008, um, when we took the reins, um, I honestly, obviously, we had the the frog as kind of the mascot of the race, and. I just simply asked my mom if she would bake a thousand cupcakes in her house and decorate them. Um, and she's like, sure, no problem. So that kind of began the insanity of the whole uh, frog cupcake um, circus. And um, so, you know, each year she would bake all these and we transport them to the race. That was the hardest part of getting these frogs through the canyon, driving, making sure they didn't uh, face plants. And, and uh, we'd have uh, frogs that uh, everybody can, could enjoy. But um, yeah, um, then my friend Angie Posey took, took the reins and, and she um, has done them the last couple of years since my mom retired. And um, this year we're fortunate to have partnered with uh, Pushkin's Bakery um, they have locations in Roswell and Sacramento. So we, we've been getting a lot of requests for obviously to cater to, to vegans, to gluten-free dietary restrictions and whatnot. Um, and so now um, we're able to do that with, with their help and support. Um, so they will be making all of the frog cake cupcakes this year. Um, they will suit many dietary um, needs and restrictions. They are delicious even if you are not a vegan or need gluten-free for whatever reason, um, super, super delicious. And Angie and her team will actually be um, joining the folks at Pushkins to actually help them make that um, on Friday, uh, the day before the race. Wow. So it started out as a thousand. I'm sure you're, because yeah, I would have, I'd have four or five or six. You'd have to stop me, you know, and those are at the finish line. 
Those are at the finish line. Yes. So you got to get to the finish line to get a frog cupcake. That's right. the deal. Yeah. That's amazing. That's going to be good. Some other traditions. Uh, what's the newt patrol? Yeah. So um, this started in in, in Greg Sutherland's uh, reign. And um, I was part of the newt patrol actually one year. Um, and so um, everybody knows what a, a newt is. I think they're just super, super cute little um, things. And um, yes, they tend to come out more when it's been wet and uh, um, conditions are a little um, more moist um, than, than dry. But um, we would go and start before the actual race. So we would get a start about seven o'clock, six, six forty-five, And we would just basically help remove the newts from the trail so that no runners would step and plop on a newt um, and uh, destroy a newt. Um, yeah, so um, the new patrol uh, will be going out uh, around that time again and just kind of looking for anything that um, we might want to uh, preserve and, and, you know, keep a happy life for. Well, yeah, that's, that's nice. I've seen a lot in the canyon, especially, like you said, usually when it's really rainy, they come out. They're like a little root beer, a root beer brown color. Like yes. A, you know, like a gecko kind of sort of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I should I should have had a picture for you guys. They're they're they're. I think they're super cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're neat little things. So that's great. Those are some fun things. And you mentioned sponsors. You mentioned Ultra. You mentioned Garmin. Uh, other folks, Goo will be there and Craft. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, Hyperace is um, massage recovery. So they make the Hypervolts um, percussion gun. It's amazing. Uh, you can use it on any part of your body and it will feel just fantastic to help with recovery. So they, they'll have an actual recovery lounge at the finish line and they'll bring their full line of products. So you'll be able to um, finish, get a cupcake, get some uh, burritos, get a beer if you'd like, and uh, head on over to the Hyperice uh, recovery lounge where you can uh, demo all of their products. And they also... Um, now own the whole Normatech line too. So those of you who have used the Normatech boots, um, Hyperice um, uh, operates that whole line from from Normatech. So we'll have a pair of boots out there as well uh, for for demo. Well, and Monsters obviously will be there. They're one of our local favorite massage folks. And your Ripwear product, your whole line of those will be out there. Uh, Bungalow Munch Granola, and then be out there, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be giving away um, some bungalow munch granola for um, several of our spirit awards. Um, we're going to ask uh, Jerry from Bungalow to actually pick those winners. So they'll be awarded based on um, their, how much fun they're having out on the trail. And um, uh, Jerry is running herself, so she'll be the actual spy on course picking out these winners um, as she runs along. And they will um, get... Uh, a huge jar of her infamous uh, granola. Um, we also have on course, obviously, Goo um, has been our longtime sponsor for 14 years. And so we'll have all Goo nutrition products on course, the Roctane Energy Drink, Roctane Gels, Goo Chews, and the Liquid Energy, which we debuted last year at um, American River 50 in May, which was a huge hit. So we'll have the Liquid Energy as well available. And we have the Roctane Express contest on course. And so this is 
every aid station, all five aid stations have an air-filled Roctane packet. It's mixed in with the regular goo energy gel. So you don't know, and I'm not telling you what flavor that the air-filled is, so you can't go scooting through the through the bin to see see what's what. But if you happen to find that air-filled Roctane, don't be sad that there's nothing in there. You need to take that with you, pack it in your pack, bring it to the finish line, uh, see Sherry in our awards tent, and you will win a free entry to the 2023 Way Too Cool. So there's five of these on course, okay? So you want to make sure that you, you know, maybe just take an extra second or two and just, you know, use your eyeballs and see if you can't see that air fails rotting um, mixed in with the with the gels there but we've been doing that contest um since 2008 and huge huge hit um you know a lot of our runners uh, com- comment on that and like to see that so we roll that out usually at, at ar as well and um rio del lago <clears throat> yeah that's uh, so many fun little things are happening it's like a race full of all these fun things and the finish line it's like you're going to the swap meet. There's this whole rows of like tents and vendors and food. And it's just, a, if you're just a spectator, just go out and see so much. It's just a great thing. Great place. Just lots of stuff happening. To recap the cool happenings, we talked about the ultra mile shoot fan zone. Talked about the Garmin selfie contest. Uh, the ultra goat hill climb. Did we mention that? We did. Yeah, and the, the Guru Rotten Express ticket contest, and what's the last frog and frogette standing? Yeah, so that's a again. If you are the last female, the last male, um, you'll be awarded a special prize. Um, um, it's a secret as to what that prize is. So, um, but uh, you know, we we want to make sure that you know we recognize and award everybody from the winner to the last person um that's really what to me and and to everybody i think in this community that this race and and our races are really all about um there's always going to be winners uh for sure um but um again this is just trying to give everyone an opportunity to um win a prize have some fun and um you know really relish in in that whole, you know, experience that, um, we, uh, offer at way to cool. So, um, but we really want you to be, if you're going to be the last person, this has happened in the past where people wait at the edge of the corner because they want to be the last one because they want the prize so bad. Uh, you know, just, just, just be honest and legit and, um, you'll get that prize. Yeah. If you, if you fake suffering, the trail gods will, the next race you're in, you will suffer for that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Yes. Well said. Well said. Um, I do want to mention too, at all the aid stations, um, we have the goo TerraCycle um, pledge and program going on with, with all of our races. So there'll be receptacles at every aid station. They'll be clearly labeled. A volunteer will be um, communicating every and all nutrition wrapper will go in these bins. Um, and we want to collect as many as possible. So we actually mail those back and, um, it's super cool. This will be in the final runner e-blast to all the uh, participants as well. What, what actually happens with all of your, uh, 
wrappers and ho- the whole recycling um, that view uh, and um, this tourist cycle program does. So it's a really great way for us to be involved and um, for everybody to, you know, really help support our um, environmental and um, recyclable efforts. So yeah, that those bins will be located at every aid station and um, you can put any kind of wrapper in any nutrition wrapper in there. So does not have to just be a goo product, but we hope you're using goo. So. Yeah. Greg has always been, I've always been admired. He, he has always recycled. Even when I first met him, he'd have all these nasty little packages and he'd take them home and he'd always recycle them, you know, and it really makes a difference because you can go through five or 10 of those. I mean, on a, on a race, huh, Greg? I think I have a number of boxes of them that I still need to send in in the garage. <laughs> I think they moved here with me, which is kind of embarrassing, but maybe I should just bring them over to the race and dump them. There. Yes. Yes. And, uh, in, in the, in the ultra village at the finish line, um, do will, uh, be present there as well. So we'll have a big receptacle there that, uh, Greg, we will gladly take all of your wrappers, everybody clean your houses, clean your bags, clean, clean your packs, and we'll take those wrappers. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you've put so much time, so much effort into this. Um, you know, just the forethought is just incredible, and uh, you know, I, I love it. It's it's great for the community to see someone so dedicated and such a team so dedicated. So, uh, as if I'm coming in as a runner, as a racer, what kind of things can you tell me specifically that I should be um, thinking about as I, you know, come in? And what kind of advice might you offer me to? Uh, you know, as we've seen, like there's plenty of stuff going on. Uh, what, how can I have a successful day out there as a runner? Do you think? Yeah. Um, great question. <clears throat> Obviously training is, is probably the number one thing that, uh, we hope that you've been, you know, preparing for, for weeks, if not months, um, depending upon your, your level and your base of fitness. But, um, I, I really highly suggest, not only as a, as a athlete myself, but, um, as a coach, just fueling and nutrition and having your plan and your strategy, uh, dialed, hopefully you've been practicing that, that fueling in, in your training runs, but really making a conscientious effort to execute that on race day. Um, if there's anything quote unquote, perfect, you should do. It is that fueling as that is something that you can control. You can't control the weather. You can't control how fast your friends or your training partner, who's going to do what, but you absolutely can control your fueling. And even if it's a cooler day, you still want to hydrate, hydrate often throughout the race using the goo rectane, um, and, you know, taking those gels and, and goo chews, whatever fuel again, that, that works for your body and your system but um, staying on a consistent fueling plan through the entire race, whether you really think you need it or not, will absolutely boost your performance. So I think fueling and hydration is really the key there. Um, and of course, you know, we say this a million times, not going out too fast and everybody usually kind of blows that one out of the water and does some crazy kind of split on the mile eight loop, but, um, you know, you can absolutely get, get things like that back. So it isn't all lost. If you do, in fact, you know, um, make a mistake or, or don't execute as, as good as you would like to, um, you know, just be aware and, and, and make those adjustments and don't be afraid to make those adjustments, you know, throughout the race. 
obviously there's going to be a lot of people. So gosh, team up, work with a friend, meet a new running buddy. Um, you know, if you're suffering, they're suffering too. Absolutely. And, you know, misery loves company. So team up, meet some new faces out there. This is the perfect race. In fact, to do that, you'll, you'll never be alone alone. So, um, really use that camaraderie to help, you know, support and who knows you, you absolutely might, you know, be able to get that PR by working, you know, with a, with a friend that you meet on the trail there. And, um, you know, finally just obviously staying positive and, and knowing that, um, you're gonna get through those lows. You will have the high, you will have the low and, you know, it's just being persistent and running a station to aid station or breaking the race down into four sections, um, of the course, but really, you know, just, just staying, knowing that you in fact trained, that you're taking care of your body out there. And, um, you can, in fact, you know, do this. And, um, it's really a lot of obviously mind battling after, you know, the 20 mile mark and those last, you know, 10, 11 miles is just prepping your mind to when the body says, I don't want to do this anymore. And this hurts and, and whatever the, the chatter, the monkey mind is, and the demons are coming in. It's knowing that, you know, you absolutely can, in fact, um, you, you can, in fact, triumph and, and get through that. Um, you just have to be willing to just stay, stay there, persevere, and just you use your, your use your mental uh, performance, your mental toughness um, to really um, forge you forward there. It's amazing when you start to drop your, when your sugar starts to dip, it can be tricky because it can come across as emotional or like a low you don't understand. You don't really, sometimes you don't always get it, but food is usually even with babies food is usually the problem just feed them yeah i can definitely concur with the whole uh aid station i think the very first one of the first trail races i ever did back in new england i was filled with hubris and i got to the six mile mark and i thought i don't need to stop here i'll just keep going <laughs> don't do that people <laughs> just take advantage of uh, all the aid that you've got there it's uh, it's there for you Absolutely. Is it, um, are there any like training programs or anything like that specific for way too cool that, uh, you can briefly tell us about? Yeah. So there's a couple that have been going on through, um, Fleet Feet, Balsam, Roseville, uh, Fleet Feet, Sacramento also has a trail program, uh, Flahaven ultra coaching, uh, Tom Flahaven's group. Um, they are constantly training for, uh, a lot of the local, races around here, um, and whatnot. So there, there's ample places to, in fact, you know, join a group. If, if you are thinking of maybe doing AR 50 or AR 25, um, you can absolutely, um, utilize one of those groups and, and that will greatly help you, um, to, you know, get some training and guidance and, and assistance, which is really, really helpful, especially if you're a first timer. Yeah, those are those are those are great programs, and Fleet Feet always has wonderful support. And we've we've known many of people that we've just loved that have worked for Fleet Feet. It's just a great way to get involved and get a training program, and you don't need to be alone when you're out there and train. And it's a good thing. One thing I want to chat about: I remember Rio, you had those Zoom calls where you kind of talked about the race. You got is there anything like that coming up for Way to Cool? Yes. On, thanks for asking on uh, 
Tuesday, February 22nd, will be the Way to Cool final runner briefing at 6, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, even if you're not running the race and you just want to tune in because you're going to get a history lesson that is unparalleled by Bill Finkbeiner, um, you know, you could jump in for the first 15, 20 minutes. And then if you've had enough, that's okay. But uh, yeah, we'll be going through all the nitty gritty on course nutrition, specifically what flavors of goo are going to be at mile eight, what will be at mile 11. So you'll know every little nitty gritty detail again um, about um, on course nutrition, any any updates on the course, uh, which as of today, there there are none to report, thankfully. But um, yeah, so we'll be we're going through uh, a whole course overview, um, spending a little bit more time intricately uh, explaining the different sections of trail and and the more technical parts. So um, yeah, uh, Tuesday this coming this next Tuesday, the twenty second, um, we'll be doing that, and uh, the link uh, will be on our site and um, social and whatnot. So so face the Facebook site, Instagram. And your your main website, people can find the link there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure we'll probably share it as well, right, Jessica? Yeah, we're getting some questions in the chat over on Facebook about specific race details, cutoffs for aid station, and all that. So I think we should just direct everyone over to our final race briefing or that you guys are gonna do, and they can get more information for that. I like it. It's just Tuesday, so not not too far away. Correct. So one thing everybody knows. Julia is this amazing fundraise director, but do you know she's also a bad ASS ultra runner and just finished the Dreadmill 100? If anybody doesn't know what the Dreadmill is, we all know what a Dreadmill is, but there's actual race on a treadmill for 100 miles. And tell us a little bit about that, Julia. How'd that go? It was uh, last fall, right? Uh, it was last this past December. Um, the race, um, you, the, this, this race has been going on before COVID even happened. Uh, so you can look it up on ultra sign up Dreadmill 100. And, um, I did it this past year in 2021, December, and also did it in December, 2020. Um, I got talked into doing this, uh, from a friend who knew I liked running on his treadmill more than most and, and thought that it would just be a fun challenge. And he was supposed to do it that year in 2020, but, uh, never, never made it to, uh, the start line of that race. So, um, in 2020, uh, Chris O'Connor, who's our art King, uh, NorCal Ultra's art King designer extraordinaire. He and I did it and, um, we had no idea what we were doing. It's a complete race of strategy. You have to have a kick but strategy um, in order to execute this. Because if you think you're going to run nine, 10 minute miles, whatever your pace is for just a hundred miles and just roll it out like that, you got another thing coming. So um, I learned very quickly in year one in 2020 that um, my one hour block strategy that we put together um, after about six hours that totally combusted and, and didn't, was not serving me at all. And it was just a complete um, kind of puzzle, jigsaw puzzle, how on earth I was gonna 
you know, make it to the end of uh, running a hundred miles. Um, and um, ignorance is bliss the first time around. I will say that. And uh, though it was um, definitely a huge, huge mental battle as much as physical, but a lot more mental because you are going nowhere. And um, while you can get off and go to the bathroom and eat and take a nap if you want, you know, the, the clock is running. So you decide how you want to do your time. And of course, I wanted to run this thing as fast as I possibly could and be done with this um, so that, you know, I didn't have to drag it out. Um, and um, yeah, um, I, in 2020, I finished in uh, 19 hours, 11 minutes. Um, I had a huge team that helped me execute uh, both years, um, Sherry, Louie, Leslie, just a whole myriad of people. Um, I will say year one, 2020, my brother came about mile 90 and played YouTube DJ. And let me say he was a little intoxicated, uh, which greatly helped the whole ambiance and experience of this whole thing because it really got me to a whole other place. And, um, he just ripped off videos right and left and did commentary. And it was hilarious. He was supposed to come back for a year too, but, uh, his, he, uh, he, he, he didn't, he didn't make good on his promise there, but, um, at any rate, um, yeah, hundred miles on a, on a treadmill is, um, is a very, very mind, um, blowing and, and taxing. And, um, yes, I said after year one, I wouldn't do it again. And there I was this past December doing it again. Um, but I will say that um, I am not doing the treadmill <laughs> again this year. I think my team would probably shoot me. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, the treadmill 100, you know, um, just a, a, a fun experience. You can do it a bunch of different ways. Hop on that website if, if anybody's interested in, in how that all works and, and what you have to do. Um, but um, yeah, thankful to uh, have made, you know, two of those. I was hoping to run a little bit faster this year. I was a little bit slower, not by much, but um, just kind of didn't have that final, final kick there that I had in 2020, but nonetheless, still totally um, proud to, to, put two of those two years in a row together. So, um, and then shortly after my hamster and I had to break up for about a month because I couldn't run on that thing at all. So, so that is, uh, I have to look into that because it's one of those, it has a buckle too. So uh, it does. I have two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So we're going to get near the end of the show where Jess is going to do some fun things, but just, I want to say, stay tuned everybody for bad water. Cause you may see a familiar Julie at the race. So just stay tuned. Okay, Jessica. All right. It's what we've all been waiting for. Can I get a little drum roll? So we are going to pull AR50 or 25 for this year. This bag is very, very full. Um, all the shares and all the comments got us over some milestones on our social media. So we really appreciate it. So here we go. Make sure I'm not. Everyone make sure. See, I'm not cheating. Oh. There's a lot. I know. All right. Let's see. Oh, okay. And oh my gosh, Liz Rice, you got the 2022 20, AR25 or AR50. Uh, we will be in contact. Um, I'm going to be real. She's one of my clients for work. This was not rigged, but that's really, really exciting. And we just talked about racing this morning. So that was 
pleasant surprise. Karma. Wait till 2023. That feels so weird to say. That seems like a long time. Well, it's not. This bag is very, very full. Everyone who watched got double entries on Zoom and on Facebook. Congrats, Liz, and congrats. Victoria Griffin Kendra. She's one of our Instagram followers. Two ladies, one races. Wait to for Victoria and Liz Rice got AR50 or 25. Yay! Thanks so much for entering the giveaway. Um, our podcast is, has become something that I think we're all dreaming of and we're looking to make it even bigger. So if there's any small businesses in the area who want to sponsor an episode, please contact me, Mike or Greg, and we'll um, off, offer you the world. No, we'll offer you our small amazing community. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram at the mile 99. We are on Venmo. We do accept one-time payments. If you don't want to subscribe to our Patreon, which is a dollar a month, and you just want to send $5 for this episode or a dollar or something, really appreciate that. And we use a lot of it to donate back to the community. Um, super thankful. We have our short shirt order still up. But we're about to raise the prices. So if you guys want a shirt for a pretty good deal and free shipping, um, that's still available on our website, which is www.themile99interview.com. Um, what else, guys? Rate and review. And I need to ask Jessica, if you don't know how to, like me, I need <laughs> her to show me how to rate on my iPhone because I, I cannot figure it out. So rate and review, message Jessica, she'll tell you how to do it. That helps. Yeah get our numbers up. So when we go to sponsors, they say, oh yeah, you got lots of check marks. Well, I mean, and Mike, can we just tell everyone he still listens to it on Pandora. So I'm going to have to really get in there and help him out. Um, but anyone who listens to it on normal Apple or Spotify, <laughs> um, it's pretty easy. But yes, if you guys have any questions, feel free to message me. We thank you guys so, so much for spending an hour with us. And we, Greg, we will see you on the trails. See you on the Bye trails. Everyone. Congratulations, ladies. All right. See you on the trails. Thank yeah. you.